this year has changed me so much as a person and made me see things so differently. I'm much stronger than I than I thought I was. Be consistent even when you don't see rewards straight away. It's all about looking at the bigger picture and looking like really down the line. You have to have that faith in yourself because it's not an overnight success for most people. I could have had a list this long of rumors I heard when me and Dana broke up. Hello and welcome to Going Viral, the social media podcast. I'm Aideen Fitzmaurice and I am your host. This podcast was created to hear about the life beyond what we see on our phone screens and to have open and informative conversations with influencers and industry leaders. Thank you so much for the positive response on the podcast so far. We're still very early days, so every single follow and mention really means the world. Please give this episode a five-star rating if you enjoy it. Wherever in the world you are, I'm so glad you're listening today. Let's do this. This week, I am so beyond excited to be sitting down with one of Ireland's biggest influencers, Charlene Murphy. Charlene is the co-host of Hold My Drink podcast and has garnered an extremely loyal following of over 200,000 on Instagram and over 150k on TikTok. Welcome, Charlene. Hello, thanks for having me. I am honestly so delighted to have you here and just have the chats. This is actually our first time meeting. Ever, yeah. yeah. I know, which is mad. We've definitely yeah. been in the same room, but uh, yeah, I think our chats are going to be good because like this is a first timer. Yeah. Two podcasters, yeah. Yeah, two podcasters in a room. So let's start with a quick bit of background. Mm-hmm. What does your social media page focus on? It focuses on fashion and beauty mainly, but also lifestyles kind of gotten in there. I think that's something that I probably didn't set out doing but it just kind of happens and it's just I'm a very open person and I just tend to share everything everything oh, yeah my which we're gonna dive into <laughs> yeah. but let's start with some kind of background context so mm-hmm. where did you grow up and what was it like for you so I grew up in Dublin South Dublin and growing up I was so shy I literally wouldn't say boo to anyone like I cried every day in primary school from start of junior infants to the Halloween of senior infants every single day my mom was like, you just need to stop crying. Like you're making, it's me, it's making me sad. It's making your little brother sad. And I was like, okay. And I stopped from then. But I was just so, I think I was just a really anxious child and just nervous. Um, And then like going to birthday parties when I was younger, I'd literally give the present at the door and leave. I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> and it's mad. It's like, I just came out with Michelle then um, through primary school and stuff. And yeah, I had a great childhood though. And just kind of dabbled in a lot of things like singing, dancing, sports at some point as well. I don't know yeah. why. But yeah. Do you think yeah. it was the singing and dancing that kind of brought you out of your shell? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think before and I kind of, I loved singing. So that kind of like forced me to have confidence in a way because you're getting up on stage and you're like, okay, just, just do it. Like you love this. And that kind of made me come out my shell. Then I think, yeah, I've lo- a lot to thank for that, I think. It's so funny because any content creator that sits in this chair, everybody has like this performance background. Like everybody yeah. did like drama in school or, or something. Or they're a Leo. Yeah. One the <laughs> I'm like, I wonder is that, does that kind of pull through that if you really yeah. enjoyed performing as a kid, that's where like your passion comes from as an adult? A little attention seeking. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> so what was secondary school like for you? Secondary school is good too. Um, I wasn't very interested in school though. Like I excelled in music because obviously I love music and I excelled in German my mom's German so I'm fluent so I done really well in them and the business I liked as well but then the other subjects I didn't do well in so like the really good ones pulled me up so mm-hmm. I still done well in my leaving certain stuff but then the bad ones were just like really bad there was no kind of in between it was just an interesting for me and I just found a lot of time I was like I've wasted my time here like obviously you're not you're in school you have to do it but like I just hated 
hated sitting there and having to watch, like learn something that I didn't want to learn mm-hmm. kind of thing. But what did you think you were going to go into then? So I I wanted to be a lawyer originally. I think right. I just seen Legally Blonde. <laughs> it's like, yes, I wanted to do that. And then that went out the window. Then I wanted to do social science. Don't think I knew what that even was. Still don't really know. And then I wanted to do arts in UCD. And that changed then to childcare in, is it DIT? Yeah, DIT. So I went into that. Done that for three months. And they sent me to, um, what's it called? Placements like. Yeah. And I had to wear a cardigan. And I was like, do you know what? <laughs> I'm, I hate it here. And I left, I dropped out. Um, and then I had like a bit of, so that was Christmas time. So I had like, what's that? Nine months off then. And then I started marketing then in that September. So I had a bit of like a gap year kind of in between just working. Um, but then I done marketing and done that for four years. Wow. And when you went yeah. into marketing, did you kind of go in with the headspace? Like I would love to grow my own social media profile or did that kind of happen as time went on and you had the marketing background? I think that would have happened when I think I had already started Instagram when I started college. I think I think it was right before childcare that I that I am um, or after childcare that I started Instagram. But I don't think I was in that mindset. I went to one of them like guidance counselors that tells you what you're good at, and I had to do like a quiz of like different things. And she was like marketing. I never really thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, I like I like business. Like that sounds good. I didn't really know what it was, and I just picked it basically but then people always say oh that must have helped you with social media so much I was like the opposite to be honest like I learned so much more through my own doing than I did through that college course like really yeah it's very kind of old school marketing vibes it's not like social media at all so how did your social media journey begin what kind of spurred you on to put up that first photo so I actually started with a written blog Ooh. it was called I think it was called simply Charlene yeah the first one was called that and then I done that, but I didn't tell anyone about it because I was really shy about it. And obviously, how are you going to grow a blog when you can't, you don't share it anywhere? So obviously no one was reading it. So I quit that after, I don't know how long. And then I, I kept thinking about it. It was always in the back of my head. And I was like, if I don't do this, I'll regret it so much. So a couple of years later, then I started again with another blog called Freckles and Fashion. And then I was writing on that and stuff. And I was like, do you know what? I actually don't really like the writing part of it. I just like the pictures. So <laughs> then I just started an Instagram and doing it there and, um, I remember the first time talking on my stories and I was like, you could hear my voice like shaking in the stories. I'm so nervous. And all, but it, just, it was just always a thing in my head. That I was like, you just need to do this. Get over the awkward part. Get over the part where people laugh at you. Keep going. And it was just the voice in my head telling me that I do well and mm-hmm. I have, I suppose. Yeah. Did you face any kind of adversity when you started out? I always think that's the hardest part <sighs> is like the 2,000, 3,000 followers. Because yeah. people start to go, look at her. She's trying Who to. Who do you think she yeah, is? Yeah. She's trying to give it a go. Yeah. Now. I think always had though I think I started with about 4,000 I think I don't know how I don't really <laughs> post that much but um yeah it, it is awkward now no one had said anything to me but I've, I've like I remember hearing things and people kind of like looking down at it and stuff and kind of laughing at it because like that's just what they do but I just kind of blocked out I suppose and it's something you want to do it's your life and it's nothing to do with them so yeah and yeah. when when was that that was I was 20, I think. I'm going 25 this year. So five, five years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Scary. How much your yeah. life has changed yeah. in those five years. But then I'm like, years. if I had a started, if I had kept going when I made that first blog, like where would I have been? So I always kind of regret not starting sooner, but also that's a lesson, I suppose, that like you kind of start when you want to do it because someone else will just do it instead and, and take it for you kind of thing. 100%. Mm. What does a typical day look like for you now? Very different. You know yourself, it's very hard to have any kind of structure really like I just kind of I like going to the gym that's kind of my constant thing every day and then like it just depends on my mood that day I don't really set out like 
content days that much anymore. I used to during COVID and stuff, but now it's kind of what I need to do. Like I like to and some content on certain days where I can just take a few days off afterwards and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it could just be like an editing day, could be a filming day. It could be just a picture when I'm out with the girls or something like that. It's not always like really curated or really, really thought about, even though everything has thought behind it. But I think organic things like that, like getting a picture when you're actually wearing an outfit rather than getting something for a picture and getting out of it, it's, it just works better. Um. But yeah, I just, I like to have a lot of time for my social life as well, my friends family and just taking time for me as well I think I used to work too much and mm-hmm. um, put myself under too much stress whereas now I feel like I work smarter not harder I still work really hard but I just do it in a better way for myself yeah. I think I think that's something that you learn as time goes on because when you work in social it's always yeah. on like you could work till 12 o'clock at night oh, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. a buzz in your pocket all the time yeah but I'm also like on that journey now yeah. where I'm like you don't have to work every minute of the day because you're yeah. gonna burn yourself out yeah. and like it is a good life so enjoy it yeah. rather than just being stressed about it all yeah, the time exactly but it's, it's so hard because you have to be so self-motivated that like if you don't do it no one else is gonna do it for you mm-hmm. so it's like you're literally your own business so if you're not working you're like oh I could be doing this I could be getting better here like you're the only reason for your own success yeah well, obviously you have a team behind yourself but you are the sole person so yeah. that's the pressure on yourself as well and I think everyone in the industry feels that as well I also feel that and I feel like even people that have their own businesses mm-hmm. and content creators the commonality there is you have to nurture it t- yeah. all the time. Yes. It's not something that you can be like, oh, I'll just throw something up when I have mm-hmm. an ad mm-hmm. that needs to go up. Yeah. It's like you need to constantly be yeah. be there and yeah. be nurturing that audience because if you don't do that, then you're gone. Yeah, and it's not a nine to five where you can be like, you can come in one day and be like, oh, I'm not really arsed today. I'll just sit here and you know, tap away. It's not like that. Like, obviously they're hard in their own right as well, but it's it's different hard, I think. Yeah. yeah. What takes up the most amount of time for you in a work sense at the moment? probably like the editing and stuff of like reels and stuff that it's probably because I just don't like doing it I just I'm like oh and then like YouTube and stuff takes a lot of time to edit um but then filming the content as well like it's not as easy as sitting down and taking a picture like you have to get ready like plan out all your bits and it just takes longer than people think I think Yeah. yeah would you plan your content then would you have like a kind of a strategy or are you just like it depends like I feel like ads I'd obviously plan more for because there's a certain brief that you have to fit and like do things for but like my own content I'm a bit like random with it sometimes I think it's how I feel on the day and like I like having a little notes list of what I want to do but then I'll kind of pick a day to do each one of them I, d- I won't put like that pressure on myself to be like you have to do this today and do this tomorrow I feel like that's kind of un- like unorganic then yeah and I feel like organic things works better when you're actually doing something um that fits better yeah in terms of paid ads mm-hmm. and affiliate links mm-hmm. I know you do both yes. so which is more effective for you as a content creator ads probably would pay better affiliate is good too though and I feel like with affiliate people maybe trust more because you're sometimes showing something that you bought yourself which I always say like with ads I'm so particular why with what I do that everything I do is always in line with me and it's always stuff that I genuinely use and especially this year I've seen a lot of like if you tag brands organically when you're actually using them brands coming back and now wanting to do an ad with you because they see you love it you use it and like things like that just work so well and um people just trust it then as well Mm. which they should because stuff that I put up I do genuinely love um but then affiliate links are good as well because you're giving your help people in a way like with links for outfits or like makeup they see that as like you give them a helping hand which it is and they kind of appreciate that as well so I like a bit of both yeah could you explain to somebody who maybe doesn't know how Mm -hmm. an affiliate link would work yeah so basically there's different platforms where you can get links that basically if I post that link of like a piece of clothing or a piece of makeup that 
I will get a bit of commission from it. So commission can range from like, God, I don't actually know what the range is. Like maybe five, five to 15 or something percent. Um, and you'll get that little portion of it then. Great. Yeah. So talk to me about paid ads. Mm-hmm. Are you selective with the brands you work with? And what would be your criteria for working with a brand? Yeah, so my criteria is usually just that I genuinely love it. It, it works. Um, I use it anyway. But I'll, I used to not be like that. Like when I first started, it's so easy. Like I was young as well. You are 20. You're like, yeah, give me everything. Like <laughs> you kind of would just work with anyone. You don't think of like, you know, maybe these two brands collide. Maybe they clash. Like maybe it's not good to do both. Um, so I definitely was never like that before. And like my management now is really good for like telling me like, you know, don't work with this brand and this one will come along the line later. And it, and it does. Or like things like that. You really have to trust them like that. I used to not be like that at all. I worked with like, just everything and I didn't think about it and like even the way my brands were my ads used to be set like with old managements like they put them in the calendar and just any which day didn't really matter whereas now it's more curated of like okay you're doing makeup ad this day don't do one for a week or something whereas mm. before it was like there could have been two makeup brands back to back or like you know fashion brands on the same day with different platforms like things like that that I didn't think about but the more thought you put into your ads the better loyalty you have the better trust and just work yeah. out better for you I think I think the most interesting thing about like influencer marketing now is that it's veering into like brand ambassadorship rather than just like one paid ad yeah. at one time mm-hmm. and that's way more valuable because it's like you're actually using the products all the time yeah. and then yeah. your audience trusts you because you're like no I actually love them and I'm 100%. making a business relationship with them yeah as a result of like how much I actually use yeah. it yeah I think people do you think people are like afraid of ads because they see it straight away and sometimes they just scroll, scroll by. It could be something they see you use and what they're like, no ads, it's a lie. Like I think they're just yeah. afraid of it, which I get because you think you're being sold something all the time, but sometimes it's actually, most of the time it's actually something that people do love. I really hope that that narrative is changing and like that's yeah. one of the main reasons I wanted to do this podcast because mm-hmm. like it's a fully functioning business format right yeah. now that yeah. like... I don't think there's anything wrong with doing paid ads. That's how influencers and content creators make their money and as they should because you're giving so much of yourself and so much of your content for free that like if you can make commission on every 10 posts, well, that's why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Especially working with brands that you as a content creator like really, really love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever worked on an ad and it didn't perform how you wanted to? Um... Yeah, like a lot of the times ads won't perform as well as organic posts, which again, I get people are afraid of the ad. People are like, they see it and they're like, oh, that's fake. It's not real, whatever. But yeah, it can be a bit disheartening then because you're like, I actually loved it. And like a lot of time ads, you might put in like a lot of effort then. Like obviously Mm -hmm. you want to impress a brand, you want it to look good. Um, So that can be disheartening that way. But it's just, just how it goes, I think. But sometimes then ads do perform really well. If people like enjoy the content I feel like the more thought you put into the ad content the better then because you're going to get a better reaction like better edits or whatever you do like just make it that bit more special for people to really engage and and enjoy it like yeah and then what would in your opinion be like the best way to do that like if you were making an ad and you know you've obviously done like quite a few ads Mm -hmm. now and you can see the ones that perform really well yeah is it stuff that you had used prior is it like that you do a more slick edit yeah I think slick edits or like doing something like say if it's an outfit post for an ad and like doing like a new hairstyle or something I feel like people love seeing new like mm-hmm. if they see something fresh that they haven't seen from me before 
it immediately grabs their attention like a new like literally a new hairstyle that's as small as it could be a new makeup look just something and like even putting like at the start of a reel a makeup reel putting like the, fin- the final look yeah. at the start of it that way so people kind of watch to the end because they might just kind of tap through if your makeup's half done and you're kind of in the middle of doing it um, just kind of grabbing their attention the first few seconds I think yeah. is important I always love a really slick transition and yeah. I use I like as a content creator, you only have so much time in the week. Yes. So I will like use my longer editing time to do my ads. So like I'll make sure that they get like the best transition of the yeah. week kind yeah, of a thing. Exactly. Because you want to impress the brand and hopefully work with them again because that's your bread and butter. I think exactly. that's how you're making money. So do you, ha- do you find it hard to switch off? Yeah. I, I say earlier on, I said, what did I say? We work smarter, not harder. I literally was in bed last night. I didn't have to have a <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I do because there's always something to do. Like there's never a time where you're like, I've done everything. I'm completely like done with the day. Like there's not a time like that. You know yourself, like even scrolling on TikTok, you're never just watching it to enjoy it as well. You're kind of like, oh, I could do that. Or like you're yeah. saving a for inspiration. Like you can't switch off. There's there's no possible way. Like the gym, I find is the only place I switch off. Um, Like I, don't, I wouldn't go on my phone and stuff. But other than that, it's, it's hard. It's definitely work in progress. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any tips for like managing it right now? Is it just go um, to the gym and <laughs> then you won't be on your gym. phone? Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, just like taking that time. Even when I'm with my friends, I try not to be on my phone like as much and yeah. stuff and just kind of being present in the moment. Um, yeah, just doing things that you enjoy mm-hmm. and just taking time away from your phone. I need to listen to my own advice because I yeah. don't do it. But Sometimes I think it's like actually the influencers that are on their phone less when they're with their friends because yeah. your phone is associated as a work, work device yeah. for you. Yeah. So like I remember I was on a holiday with my friends once and they were like, God, I haven't really seen you on your phone. And I was like, yeah, because I'm on my holly balls. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's in some ways it's good. Yeah, exactly. What's the secret sauce to making viral content in your opinion? Um... It sounds so typical, but just being yourself. Like, I think that really translates and people just enjoy that and people just vibe with you and like see what you're like and like kind of think of you as a friend. I think that's a good way. Like even I'm thinking of TikTok, like my pickle videos and stuff, like they've gotten millions of views somewhere with <laughs> just me eating pickles. But they're just things that are true to me. I love trying like weird foods and stuff. And that's why my content on TikTok is so different to Instagram. Like it's like an Instagram versus reality. Like um, <laughs> the stuff, the way I look on some TikToks as well. But yeah, just doing things that you actually enjoy doing. I, I said that to someone the other day. I was like, just think of like what you enjoy doing and then just put it up. Don't do things thinking of, oh, this person knows I have to do it. Or like they, they'll like this. Like do things because you enjoy it and they'll enjoy it. And that really translates, I think. Then. Which do you prefer, Instagram or TikTok? Oh, I like them. They're so different. Yeah, (laughs) I love them for different reasons. I love TikTok because I'm more like Instagram, I'm more about my feed and quite like particular about what I'd post and like just I like it looking nice and like all colour coordinated and stuff. But TikTok, you can kind of just post as you go. Like I literally film a video 15 seconds and put it straight up. Yeah. Whereas Instagram's not like that. You're more thoughtful about it, like when I'm going to post this, like what time and stuff. TikTok you can do whenever. It's more content creator friendly, I think, like that as well. The algorithm's good. Um, you can just post really weird videos that I just wouldn't post on, t- on Instagram <laughs> at all. So yeah, probably TikTok, but I love both. I love what you do and that you have like the two of them yeah, separate. Yeah, yeah, it's like my alter ego. A hundred percent. And I think like <laughs> stories on Insta have kind of like died a death. But TikTok is now the way to really reveal your personality to your audience and you're leveraging that in like the complete right way. Yeah. And it's not even me being fake on Instagram. It's just I wouldn't post a pickle video on my feed. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you can still, the real me is on TikTok, but Instagram is just a more refined version. Mm -hmm. I don't ever hide the real me, but I just don't. 
eat pickles on my Instagram. That's, That's fair. <laughs> I think like one of the reasons you have such a loyal following is down to your authenticity mm-hmm. and your honesty. Mm-hmm. And I really admire that in you. And oh, one thing you. that you're very open about is your cosmetic enhancements. Yes. So do you feel pressure to look perfect because of your social media following? Not to look perfect, like, but you do have to look nice a lot. Of the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like now, day to day, I I look like shit. Like I'd say for like Jesus Christ, catfish. But um, yeah, there is that kind of pressure, I suppose, because you want to get the good picture. And like, if you're not feeling yourself one day, like it's it is shit because that's your like you have to get a picture that's that your day. It's your content, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's kind of bad in that way. But yeah, there is a certain pressure. But I think that's for everyone. I don't think that's just for me. I think social media has made that pressure for people and I don't think mine is particularly any worse than anyone else's like yeah yeah what's your opinion on cosmetic surgery should there be an age limit do you think people can become obsessed with it yeah so I think there should be an age limit maybe like 21 I think 18 is too young I was 22 get my boobs done and 23 have my nose done and there are two things I've always wanted since I was very young before I started social media it's not something that I felt pressured that way but I think like 18 is just so when I think of me at 18 I'm like I could not have made any life decisions I don't know how I did but um I waited till I was 22 till I was like fully formed and made that decision myself done a lot of research mm-hmm. um but they can't definitely can get addicted because I, I wouldn't get anything else done now but there's always like once you have something fixed there's something next like even when I had braces when I was young I was like 15 once you have that sort you're like oh what else can I look at like you're always gonna jump to the next thing you're never gonna be fully satisfied mm-hmm. um but I think it's just then being like right sometimes you have to just live with an insecurity you can't get everything fixed because nothing will ever be like all fixed yeah, yeah. I really commend your honesty to be open about mm-hmm. it because I think when people are like looking on their phone screens every single day and they're like oh she has this and she has that I'm so like, it's like fake. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's it's good to be yeah, open and yeah. just be like I felt a certain way mm-hmm. and I've done this and now I feel so much yeah. better in myself. I shared a lot about my boobs, which I kind of in hindsight, I would say regret, but I then I got my nose and I didn't share much about that at all. I literally shared my surgeon. That was it because I was getting loads of questions and that was it. But the boobs, I documented very like detailed. I don't like update videos and stuff. But I'm like afraid looking back. I'm like, did I make it too accessible for people to like mm. see the process and be like oh I could do that do you know what I mean so I kind of I probably will share about my nose in the future but not like you know step by step of the surgery day like just details of, of a surgery and stuff like that I'd never say never to that but I literally vlogged everything from like the you know choosing my implant size and all that it was just very detailed and like did I make that too accessible for people like mm. is that something that I do regret doing I don't know that's the reason I didn't share my my nose yeah. as much in detail because as you get older, you realise that that stuff can potentially be damaging. Um, but yeah, it's something I'm still kind of thinking about myself yeah. and like just pondering, I suppose. Do you think if people were looking at these kind of like videos on social media that that could change their mind on getting Maybe, it? Maybe, yeah. And like, it, I, I say that now, but like with lip filler and stuff, I share that and I share videos of that, but like that's so different to surgery. Mm. Like surgery, making surgery accessible is probably not like maybe making it accessible in people's heads is probably not a good thing like lip filler and all is different get that dissolved like I'm not I wouldn't be opposed to sharing that at all I do mm-hmm. share that in detail but the detail I shared my boob job in I'm like mm, should I have done that like I was 22 though they're so young like yeah um I was 22 years ago but still like I just <laughs> I just feel like I was in a very different mindset then and I've grown a lot since then and yeah I'm kind of still wondering that I suppose yeah if that was a mistake or not 
You have a very loyal fan base, as I, I mentioned. I love them so much. And they love you. <laughs> um, as I did the usual Instagram stalk while researching for this episode, I saw some of your pictures on Instagram were getting like 20,000 likes. This kind of engagement is insane and it's extremely unique. Yeah. Why do you think you've grown so much? I don't know. Like, why do they all love me? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, I think I'm just, I don't know, just being myself and like, share my life I share ups I share downs like people kind of maybe relate to that and I maybe I feel more human to them Um, I think a lot of times influence can be seen as something like who's not real or showing kind of an unrealistic life and stuff but I share everything like the good the bad Um, so I think it's that and people just somehow gravitate to that so yeah. are there parts of your life that you don't share online um yeah I'm sure that there's things that like I wouldn't put up just for you know, for the sake of other people, if they're involved or like, you know, family stuff, obviously you wouldn't start sharing that. I'd never mm-hmm. do that. Like some stuff has to be private, but I just, I like sharing other things. And I'm very, if I have something like going on with me that I can share and I'm not sharing, I'm like, I can't, I won't be able to act the same. I'll be like different or like coming on weird or something. But um, yeah, there's some stuff obviously that you can't share for the sake of other people and yeah. stuff and just that you don't want to as well. Do you feel like there's an expectation from your audience for you to share everything? Like let's say something was happening in mm-hmm. your life and you weren't ready to talk about it yet. Do you feel like there's an expectation yeah, there? Yeah, 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 100%. There was, I had a breakup last year. Like, we're back together now. So it wasn't still <laughs> a breakup, but uh, there was a lot of questions before I spoke about it being like, you know, what happened and stuff and people want to know, which I get because you share so much of your life and people feel entitled to it then. I do understand it, but also people need to remember that it's a breakup. Like you mightn't want to talk about it. Like it was like out of mind, don't talk about it. It didn't happen. Like just think mm-hmm. like that. So people kind of didn't understand that at the time, but um, that's just how it goes, I suppose. You yeah. can't really blame them either. That way. must be really hard though, to be opening your phone when you're trying to deal with the emotions yourself yeah. and seeing somebody. Yeah. And I can imagine like, this is just um, an assumption now, but some people would have had opinions on it and sent you their opinions. And yeah. you're kind of like, yeah. I need to yeah. figure this out or, in my or own way. Or rumours as well. Like they, they're just so shit. You're like, I'm already going through a breakup. Everyone has probably been through a breakup listening to this and knows how hard it is and like how much you want to just block it out. And like when you're getting reminders of like, you know, where's, where's Dano? Like what's going on? Did this happen? Did this happen? Hearing all these conflicting rumours of it. Like it's just so shit. And you feel like everyone's talking about it. Like mm-hmm. even though they're not, but like it just feels like they are. Like it just feels very hard it's like everyone else is involved to break up as well they're all just little voices in the background like it's that yeah. must be so overwhelming yeah that was hard yeah I know when you're going through a breakup you just want to like go in your room and go under your blanket yeah and, and be in a hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is definitely what's a misconception that people have about you based on what they see online um people think I'm gonna be a bitch a lot of the time um which I, I think I really struggle with people's misconceptions I'm only actually I was in the shower the other day I was thinking about it I was like I think I've as I've grown I'm really trying to be like more honest with myself about what affects me and like I'm not just going to brush things off anymore but I'm like do you know what I was thinking myself, do you know what I really actually struggle with thinking that people think like different things I mean not that I need to be liked but I'd rather someone meet me in person make their own opinion of me. if you don't like me then that's fine mm. but like if you see me online and I think they don't like something or listen to a podcast or whatever like I'd rather someone meet me and have their own opinion. I really struggle with the fact that I won't ever meet anyone and let them make their own opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a thing of just, you can't control that. It's not a thing of being liked. It's just that I just don't like that people haven't, like have a misconception and haven't met me yet. 
yeah you know what I mean that is so annoying yeah. and I like I sometimes get like nasty comments or whatever and I'm like but if you met me you wouldn't yeah, feel that yeah, way yeah. but I'm not even I'm like maybe you wouldn't <laughs> maybe you would but at least then you've actually made a real decision like you 100%. can't you can't not like someone based on social media really yeah you don't know them and social has so little context to it so, like yeah. every video and, and that's why like podcasting is so good and that's one of the reasons I want to do it and one of the reasons like I yeah. think your following is so good because it gives so much more context to your thoughts, your life, feelings yeah. and how you are as a mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. So it kind of opens that door a little yeah. bit more. You talk about things that you'd never talk about on Instagram, like even stories and stuff. There's there's a lot of eyes on stories. So you kind of, don't, you feel the eyes more, but like on a podcast, it just feels like a chat. And then after it's like, shit, what did I say? <laughs> but like, at least you're kind of opening up more and like speaking about things that you just wouldn't necessarily randomly hop on your stories and talk about. Yeah. Like, What's it like meeting other influencers? Because like we all follow each other. This is our first time meeting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We all follow each other. And then you were saying that mm-hmm. you sometimes feel like people would not like might think you're a bitch or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. when you're meeting somebody like that and you already have put them on some kind of pedestal or yeah. you see them in a certain way. I've What's... I've only had good experiences, to be honest, with other influencers. Like everyone's so kind, especially in the Irish space. Like there's so few of us, I always say not so few but like it's a small like double yeah. small iron small whatever um if someone was a bitch like you'd be like all right like that's really weird there's only so few that it just wouldn't work well like there couldn't be a group of bitches because there's not enough people to be a group if that makes yeah. sense so like <laughs> everyone's so friendly and it's so nice to meet them and like, talk about stuff that your friends mightn't relate to like that they can't that people can't relate to unless you're in the job mm-hmm. like maybe like speaking about frustrations with like online comments or like content creation itself it's so nice to meet like-minded people and to chat about that but I also love my own friends at home and I have so much time for them and it's nice to have the best of both worlds I think if you if you fully just are friends with only influencers I'm like I just don't think I think it's a lot yeah I think then that that's your whole life but I like having my own like home team I suppose I'm the exact same I feel like your home friends really ground you yeah and then your influencer friends understand your work struggle so it's kind of like a traditional job you'd have like your office friends and your real friends exactly. so it's kind of like that exactly yeah yeah, yeah but I think love. it's really important to have content creators in your network and be friends with them and stuff because Defo. it can feel like such an isolating job at times like it's you might lonely. feel like you're on your own mm-hmm. all the time yeah it is lonely like you do a lot of things you do is is by yourself you haven't got that like office environment and stuff and like that's one of the bad parts as well as being an influencer is that you don't have that and you have just yourself a lot of the time and like you kind of get a lot of time to sit with your own thoughts and like film and makeup videos you're looking at yourself a lot and it's just you 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 everything mm-hmm. um so it's nice to have other people to chat to about stuff like that so. yeah you have a lot of younger girls looking up to you does that feel pressurizing for you um it doesn't feel pressure but I think I'm more aware of it now that I've gotten a little bit older I say that as if I'm like 24 <laughs> but uh yeah I think when I was younger I was quite like as in like literally two years ago I was quite naive to that and I'd be like well I didn't set out to be anyone's role model blah, blah, blah. but like now I'm like do you know what I was stupid back then like I actually I am in a way without meaning to be and like you have to be careful what you do and like to a certain extent obviously I still do things for me and like because I want to post them but also you have to be aware young people are following you and that's like my reflection on the boob job videos and stuff and I'm like should I have done that like kind of more of a conscience now I suppose about stuff yeah I think there's more thought behind the fact that I might be a role model to some people now and especially when I think back to my younger self and like what I wanted me to look up to and that's kind of something that I do think about now as well yeah definitely well I think you're a great example for a younger audience I really do so uh you're doing a great job what is the dark side of having a social media following um obviously hate is not great I got a lot when well not anymore but me and Dano my boyfriend got together 
and we got a lot of hate for it looking like Molly Ray and Tommy. We had like, what? there was this, there was this, um, a viral meme that went like viral all over the UK and Ireland. Like his friends in the UK were sending him it being like, have you seen this? Calling us Tommy, Tommy, what was it? Tommy June, no, Molly June and Tommy Angry instead of Tommy Fury. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't the bad part. Like that, that's funny. But it was all the comments after that. Like I had the time, I know boob jobs and it was boob job and it was like, um, oh, she's so flat chested, like what? talking about my appearance. And then they started going, they they obviously seen that picture. And then they started going through my Twitter page and I had a picture of me with like 30K balloons. And they were sharing it being like, um, she's the biggest loser on the internet. Like horrible, horrible things. Like kind of finding things to pick at me for then after that going viral. So that was, that was a lot. Um, How did you deal with that? I don't know. Like, I think I've always been quite good at brushing it off mm. and just kind of like... Yeah, just acting like it's not there. I suppose. I think I cried once when the whole thing happened. My friend Cree was like, "How did you do? You not cry every day?" I was like, "No, it's fine." Like, and uh, I cried once. This someone called me ugly. I was like, "Am I ugly?" And then I was like, "Cough on." And I was like, "Okay." And uh, that was the only time I I cried about. And I don't think I've cried about hate since that either. I think you just kind of grow thick skin and like you have to like grow that and like be numb to it. I suppose, which is kind of sad in a way. It kind of does make you numb to that emotion a little bit, but um. Yeah, that's probably the, the direct title about it. Mm. So, yeah. I know you went through a tough experience mm. at the start of this year and I know you can't say much about it right now for mm-hmm. legal reasons. But I do think that the most important question of all is how are you doing right now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm just kind of still working through it. It's very, very fresh still. But although it feels like a long time ago and yeah, it's just kind of a healing journey, I suppose. It's a weird one because it's not something that people can like tell you how to get through because it's mm-hmm. not something that's you know, very common and stuff, but it's just a work in progress, I suppose. I think it really shone a light for like females and content creators that like we need to be safe and we need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. I'm really inspired by your strength and your bravery. Um, How do you manage going through hard times while being in the public eye? Um, I think a lot of it is like my friends and family give me like so much strength and like even my followers are just so, so nice. I couldn't stop thinking them like when the whole thing happened of how like how kind I was like how can someone who doesn't even has never even met me be so lovely um and they give you so much strength and like knowing that people are watching you we might have gone through something maybe not similar but something that they've gone through hard in their life and you're like do you know what if I come on and I show strength and have strength that you know that will inspire someone to say if I get through if she got through something I can get through it as well but it's also about coming on the days when you're feeling vulnerable because vulnerable is so being vulnerable is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day and people like really appreciate that and I find comfort in coming on if I'm upset, if I'm crying and stuff and showing people that it's okay to have a bad day and I know if I see someone crying and I've cried that day, I'm like, oh, I don't feel as alone. It's the same little thing. So I think finding strength in like other people and myself and knowing that I'm a role model but also taking the days to be not strong because you don't have to be strong all the time and that's just, yeah, that's how it goes. You just have to cry some days. That's and fine. that's so yeah. powerful yeah. to just be like, be honest with yourself feel your emotions because if you bottle it all up then that's when you know that's when things can go bad because I went to therapy and I was like I'm afraid of like what if one day I just like explode and like all the feelings come out and she's like just feel everything as it goes I was like correct yeah good idea (laughs) you and Ellie have one of the most listened to podcasts in the country Mm -hmm. what does it take to get to the top of the charts I don't know know, (laughs) literally the podcast was such not an accident I suppose but like I got approached to start one and I had it was just like you and another female and I thought of Ellie straight away and um 
yeah, we just kind of thought there was a space, the gap in the market to, for just like girly chats in Ireland because there wasn't that many podcasts at the time, like Irish ones. So we just started it and like there was, I never thought that that would be such, it would be such a big thing. I think some of the best things come from that, like not actually planning it, it just happens. Um, but I think we're just both like really honest people, both very similar people. Mm-hmm. Um, people say we could give good advice. Sometimes like, I wish I could take my own advice sometimes. Um, and then about being really thoughtful about when we have guests on about why we want them on and, you know, what can we talk to them about? Not just getting people on for the sake of it and actually having a lot of thought behind it and just being honest and open. I think it's shown a new side to both myself and Ellie um, and making us seem more human because both of us went through breakups on the podcast. We've went through so much, so many ups and downs. If we listen back to the first episode, I'm like, wow, so much has changed in your life. If only you knew. Um, but yeah, I think just being really open and honest yeah. is the best thing it's so yeah. nice that you guys will have that to listen back to yeah, for like years a time to come capsule. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly how did you and ellie actually meet was it through content creation so we met at an event but i actually knew her brother so i worked in pennies for years and i worked with a girl called orla and she was friends with ellie's brother jack and i knew him he was at my 21st Ellie actually dropped him to my 21st <laughs> and then um, then i met ellie at an event i was like oh i know your brother and stuff and then from then we just clicked because obviously the industry like you meet so many people didn't not everyone you instantly will click with and like will want to spend loads of time outside of events with and stuff but with her we just clicked straight away and became best friends yeah, yeah. it's really nice to have someone that you can call best friend in the industry like you you can just tell that you guys have such a good yeah. friendship mm-hmm. and it's such a nice bond to see like in yeah. your podcast and yeah. in your Instagram pics even when you're posing together in your outfits like yeah, you yeah, just yeah. look so well yeah. together oh, is you. it difficult being in business with your bestie um no because I don't I don't really see the podcast as a, obviously it is a business but like I don't really see it as that it's more of like such a fun thing and um, like the money side of it isn't a main driver for me. I really enjoy doing. I love the live shows. I love talking shit for hours. Like, so I love all that. But um, yeah, I don't really see it as a business as such. Mm. So no, no. What's been your favorite moment of the podcast so far? The live shows. That was such like a, a pinch me moment. It's something I never, ever saw myself doing. I was like, we we're on stage. We're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, it's just mad. Um. Yeah, the, the live show, seeing everyone that listens to you and is so loyal and so lovely and seeing their, their faces and all and them having a ball makes you just feel really, really happy and proud, I think, yeah. Will there be more more live shows to come? Yes, definitely. We're actually going outside of Dublin this year. Wow. Yeah, Um, I can't say where yet, but yeah, outside of Dublin. Because I feel like down the country you don't get anything. Definitely. And we, yeah, and it's, but it's harder logistically wise. That's why we haven't um done it yet. Dublin's obviously easier. They've done more shows there and stuff, but we want to give outside of Dublin some love as well yeah yeah I can't wait for that uh-uh. I will definitely go yeah, to whatever city it definitely. is do a little city break yes what's been your biggest challenge with the podcast um probably coming up with new topics every week mm. so we're a topic based so like we think of a new thing every week and like we're year and a, over a year and a half in now so like thinking of topics hard. but like you just find inspiration from everywhere so it ends up being fine but no, it's probably the hardest part of it, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always coming up with new ideas. Yeah, you're like, God, and it could end up being like something like as small as like a TikTok trend that you have to deep dive into, but it's just, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Would you guys meet up then like in studio before recording to do your research or do you just kind of message each other? Just kind of message. Yeah. yeah we don't do, like we kind of wing a lot of it, to be honest. Like mm. we just don't, we just kind of go in and like, okay, grand. But like our producer, Leanne as well, helps so much and writes out like little notes and stuff and we'll have notes ourselves too and 
but a lot of it is really organic I think if things are too too structured and too thought of like you don't get the kind of good rambling conversations then and like the kind of spur of the moment like funny bits I feel like all the funny bits happen outside of the topics and stuff so yeah, yeah I think just having a certain t- bit of flow to it rather than it being like too okay this is what we say next and like this is what we go on to next like stuff like that is yeah. good but also having notes obviously with a guest we have like questions right now we don't mm-hmm. just sort of sit there and be like hey but where topics it's more just a general topic and we'll just kind of chat yeah do you think it's essential for a podcast to have a social media account we were just talking about uh, yeah, this before yeah, yeah, we started yeah. recording I think definitely like clips help so much like hugely because they bring so much new new traffic and if people no- recognise the guests that you have or recognise you in the clips they're going to want to watch it TikTok is so good for that um, but we only started our Instagram page I want to say like six months ago maybe mm-hmm. and like it definitely wasn't essential we really wanted it as a way to like engage with them and like get our listeners and get like um you know answers to questions and just have that space for them to come to and sometimes when we're drunk we go live on the home drink page <laughs> as well <laughs> so that happens too but um yeah it's it's essential after a while I think and yeah. it starts it's not necessary how do your fr- your friends from home react to your podcast and your social media following are they your biggest fans they're my biggest fans yeah definitely they're so so supportive um yeah they're great especially my friend Cueva like she literally doesn't every post of it up she's commented on it and Megan as well like the two of them Megan came to like boat live shows and um yeah it's mad yeah like she went to two like it was two or three in a row two in a row she came to and then she moved to Australia but a lot of them do live abroad now but like we still they're still my supporters from wherever they are and Mm. it's just it's really nice you need that like yeah I think that's one of the sad things about our generation is all our friends are moving away but if you're a content creator or an influencer you're probably living a better life here than you would in a different country yeah. so we're all left you're and stuck all our here. Friends yeah, yeah, are yeah. Gone. yeah it was never really a goal line anyway to move away though it wasn't like if it was ever my dream I would have went regardless of being an influencer or not but it just wasn't ever in my future goal I think yeah yeah, yeah it's like traveling and coming home yeah uh, you love coming home, home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and just like you are, you're just home from your holidays now and yes. you have a lovely glow yeah thank you <laughs> is it weird for your friends do you think like when you're going out to like restaurants and bars and stuff you're probably getting like stopped for photos yeah yeah it's, it's weird like my friends that I'd see all the time it's not that weird for because they're used to it but like if a friend I haven't seen for ages or a friend like that you've you know lives in the country or something that you haven't seen and then they go out with you they're like what the fuck is going on because they don't see it ever yeah. or the first time someone sees it they're always like that's mad or they're like why is everyone staring at you? And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? And they're just like, they notice everything more so. Whereas I'm just being oblivious to things. Like, yeah. I just kind of think no one knows me. Like, and then I, they say something like, oh, hey. Like, So do you think you've kind of, because it's, you're so used to it now, you don't really notice it? No, I don't. Like people are like, they're looking at you. I'm like, no, no, they're not. They're just look, they're looking at you too. Like, you know I mean, I just don't, I don't think like that. I don't go around thinking like, I should probably because I go around looking like shit half the time but like I go around thinking oh these people know me and like god like that I don't think like that at all yeah ever like that's good yeah I remember I was going to an event with my friend like two weeks ago and we were at the door and I was like oh like give my name to get into the event and yeah. he goes I know who you are and I was like oh, like, oh. And I was so embarrassed <laughs> my friend was standing beside me like are you okay I was like oh no <laughs> oh my god I know it's nearly like a thing of like Irish people are real humble like that isn't yeah it? that you're like you oh, don't god. want someone to yeah, say that to you yeah, I was exactly. like oh god don't look at yeah, me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about you and Dano yes. um how's it all going I know you guys have a lot of eyes on you and you're just back from holidays yeah we had uh, actually a couple of articles written about us when we were away there was on the plane over there was two articles and it was like um Charlene and Dano go off on their holidays one was on the Sunday world I was like Jesus Christ is that really new <laughs> was like um and then there was one being like Charlene um denies engagement secret engagement I read that, that one yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. but it's so funny it's so nice as well that like 
you know people want time to write things like that but um yeah there's a lot of eyes and a lot of support as well people love Dano and love us and stuff yeah. so it's nice was it feels it, different this time around good yeah was it a decision that you came to that you wanted to share your relationship online or did it just kind of happen naturally um I think it kind of just happened naturally like we kind of we know knew kind of straight away we met and then three weeks later we were together um I remember the, the night we went on our first date he had me up on a snapchat story and I was like there you go I'm in love he has no <laughs> other girls on the go it's great um but yeah I think it just happened organically and Dan was very funny like the stuff he comes out with and stuff and people people love him for that and I love him for that and just recording him I just get so much entertainment out of him like I wind him up terrible but um <laughs> yeah I think that was just a natural thing and I love just sharing him and how funny he is because when you meet Dan he's very quiet like at, at the start you might think I always say Dan I'm like if I didn't know you I probably would think you're stuck up he's like really I'm like yeah because you're just because you're so quiet like I just had that on like thing and in football and stuff he's very like quietly confident and stuff and I think people think that he's stuck up like that as well but he's the for this thing he's so funny so down to earth and just the best person ever really yeah. and he's yeah. he's really happy with you sharing kind of your relationship yeah. and everything yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he was never post that and stuff yeah sometimes he's like don't put that up like uh, when he's scared of monkeys and stuff and everything <laughs> <laughs> he's like don't show me <laughs> uh do you hear I know you're saying there like rumors about your relationship yeah rumors about my relationship but even about myself I remember someone I just heard mad rumors of stuff that just has never happened I'm like that's not even close to anything that's ever happened mm-hmm. and you know that's hard like that and it, like you leave and get text sometimes like uh, I got no not this time around but like a couple of years ago someone was like I was with your boyfriend the weekend or something I was like I was with him all weekend he literally was it didn't leave my side and the girl was like from down the country as well do you know what I mean like people people are set out to ruin you and I hear it all the time with other um like influencer relationships stuff and people off Love Island and they're always like people are always out to like ruin it mm. um, and they just want yeah they just want to ruin it I think it's like an evil eye thing like people see so- someone being happy and they're like no don't want you to be yeah. happy do you think you'd be you feel more protective over the rumours that are about your relationship than about you because I think I would mm. definitely feel that way yeah 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 definitely because it's just like something it's someone you love like I can deal with anything about me yeah. absolutely anything I'd like bring it on but like about someone else or about a relationship I definitely would be more protective but also you have to learn you can't go online and like address every single rumor I could have had a list this long of rumors I heard when me and Dana broke up and I couldn't go on and be like this is not true this is not true like that's just not realistic like no one does that um but it's you're what you want to do it sometimes because yeah. like that's so ridiculous but it's just the way it is you have to kind of make peace with that people want to make their own narrative and that's fine 100% one of the big learnings of having an online profile is you're going to hear stuff about you that isn't true but you just need to live your life and be like yeah. the truth is always the truth and nothing else yeah as long as your family and friends know who you are and what's going on that's the rest doesn't really matter no. yeah you and Dano took a break as you mentioned yes. what was it like going through the emotions of a breakup while also sharing your life online oh, shy like you just don't want to post <laughs> you don't want to post like when you're not feeling good in yourself like true breakup you just don't feel good like you feel ugly you feel you're not like looking after yourself you're probably just lying in bed maybe you're not showering some days like things like that you don't want to make content like and you just I can literally when I go back through my Instagram feed and like I go through the breakup stage I'm like I can feel the breakup through them pictures like mm. you just look sad you get skinny like you don't eat like things like that um it's just hard because you don't like and you can't not post you can't just switch off obviously you can take little breaks but like my mindset is always that if you're not doing it someone else will and like they'll just you just have to keep going with what you're doing even if you don't really feel like it sometimes yeah that's hard and then obviously the rumors and people having their 
two cents we're putting their opinions in it's just yeah when you're feeling shit crap. about the breakup yeah. the rumors on top of that must be yeah must be 10 so times bad. worse yeah. yeah and you just don't want to again like I said like you feel like everyone's discussing it and like everyone's a part of it and you're like that's really unfair and I felt I felt really I think I felt really hard done by in the breakup that in that sense like not by Dana or anything because whatever but like I just felt I've, by everyone else I felt really hard on but I was like how could you just do this to me like I just I'm trying to go through a breakup like just mm-hmm. just leave me alone like kind of thing and I kind of I think I resented Instagram for a little while I kind of came off a little bit like I still posted but I wasn't really on my stories like I was kind of more afraid to open myself up again because I was like I'm after I kind of regretted it all then I was like I'm after opening my life and people are treating me like this then mm-hmm. in, in return and stuff and I was like, you know what? I don't want to share anything now. But that kind of took a little while to come back out with that because yeah. it did disappear for a little while. It's kind of like cutting into the wound a yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, it just made me resent opening my life up ever. But it was just because I'd gone through a bad patch mm-hmm. and like, I don't regret anything that I've yeah. done now. When you were posting photos and stuff during your breakup, do you think in some ways that was helping you because you love creating content so much? Yeah, I think when I go through any, any hard times, it's like such a distraction because I genuinely love doing it. I think that's a big thing. When people ask me about Instagram, I'm like, oh, how do you get into it and stuff? You have to you have to love it. If you don't love it, you'll last a day. Like it's, there's so much work behind it and stuff. And I think having something I love and something like, like a creative outlet for myself is so helpful through tough times, like so helpful. Like it just takes my mind off it you're sitting there like in a way you're kind of switching off as well when you're filming like a makeup reel or something like it's quite therapeutic and stuff even though it is work um but yeah it's nice to have something to have an outlet to be creative yeah how did you feel when you were announcing that you guys were back together were you nervous excited I felt sick in my stomach <laughs> oh my god I was in the group chat with the girls I was like girls what do I caption it and they were like throwing out these mad suggestions and uh I chose guess who's was I guess who's back yeah guess who's back was my caption and my phone blew up. Like my friends were telling me it was in everyone's close friends on like Snapchat wow. and like Instagram being like, we're so happy. And I think that's my most, my second most liked photo. I think it has like 45,000 likes or something. No yeah. way. It was in all the newspapers. I was like, what is going on? But I wasn't nervous. Like, cause I knew getting back with Dano, like I knew we needed that break, but I also know now like this is, that's it. I wasn't like afraid, like, oh God, what if I would say there would break up again? Like I'm so, so sure now, um, which is such a nice, in such a nice place to be um but yeah it was just it was just more like an excited nervous in your belly you know, like yeah. the little butterflies and stuff it was more of that but um my phone blew up I couldn't believe it it's such a nice thing to share because they were in, people were invested in you guys beforehand but also it's like the reality of life when you're going through your 20s yeah. it's like a tornado you're being thrown left right and center yeah. and like you might need a break to sort yourselves out and then come back and be stronger again yeah. and it's nice to see a relationship say okay we're gonna put the work in now and we're gonna exactly. get back on track to what yeah. to what we wanted to be 100% and sure we're not per- like no one's perfect no relationship is perfect exactly. and like I still we definitely needed that break I think if I hadn't have broke up then with him that we wouldn't have lasted if that makes sense so like we needed the breakup for me to realize and like be like no this is forever and then just kind of find myself a little bit and then get back and be like no that's it forever like where's my ring <laughs> <laughs> will there be a ring soon do you think um I, I don't know like I always say to him like I wouldn't really like to be engaged if we don't live together because he lives in the UK okay so we're doing long distance at the moment and I'm like oh, I don't want to be like I'm still living at home at the moment looking at apartments and stuff obviously but 
I'm like, I don't want to sit at home engaged like, yeah. by myself. Yeah. He's not even here doing that kind of way. I have like, so many friends in the same boat. They're yeah. like saving to buy a house and they're like, well, we won't have a ring until we have the house because That's we don't yeah. want to like, after having the ring on your finger, you don't want to go home to your ma's house and yeah. be like, oh, I'll have yeah. some beans on toast, please. Yeah, <laughs> and like each their own. I'm sure that works for a lot of people, but yeah. just personally, I'm like, no, I'd rather wait until then. And also I want, I don't want a really long engagement. And like, I can't have a wedding now. Like I feel, still feel like a child sometimes, but um, yeah, I think... I'll wait until we live together. I don't know if yeah. we, like when that will be though with football and stuff because he's always going to be moving around probably. Um, but yeah, it's, we'll see. I it's don't the end goal now. to settle in Dublin, the two of you. Yeah, I think I'd like to have kids here and stuff, mm-hmm. but also his work is better in the UK yeah. and I'd rather like career obviously is so important as well. So I wouldn't mind living there either. It's not too far away. Like it's, even the long distance is so good so far. Like it's, it's not that far. I'm so busy all the time. So long distance kind of works. It's a half an hour flight it's so handy that way it's um, I feel really lucky that's working out for us yeah yeah is he your biggest supporter yeah he is he's so cute <laughs> he's a good photographer he's gotten really good at it um he re- is really supportive in anything I do like he's just the best like I remember I had a collab come out um with Easy Locks it was like a hair box thing and he bought two of them ever. and then I had a collab with him a fashion brand as well and he bought like a dress I was like he's never gonna wear that dress but it's just so nice um yeah he's just my biggest fan and I'm I'm his as well yeah I just think he's I'm trying to get him on the podcast and I I want to talk to him about like his career and stuff because it's so interesting I'm like Dano like a lot of young boys look up to you for football and stuff like you should come on but he's just he's unsure I would love for that to happen this so is well. us manifesting I know. No, I know I know I know please God maybe yeah. in the summertime it's so nice that you're both kind of doing your own thing in your own fields and you're both very successful in your fields yeah. but you're still cheering each other on yeah, constantly yeah. and that's such a nice thing to way see to in a be, relationship yeah. I think that's why it works as well because we're both in a way in the public eye like in the same way so it's good that we can relate to each other because I think if I was with someone who you know which I have been before obviously when I was a bit younger not in the public eye like they don't really get it mm. and it's just yeah, it's nice to have someone who gets it in a sense. Because yeah. Dana would get hate with football. Like you always, you know, football fans of the other teams and stuff would give hate. So it's nice to have him to relate that to a little bit. Like it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he mm. doesn't mind when you're like, sorry, can you take that photo again? Mm, <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't know. Well, after the 400 photo, you might complain a bit. But no, he's he's really good. And he, he gets it and he knows that it's work. And yeah, he's he gets it. Good photographer. Good. I taught him well. <laughs> if a listener wanted to do what you do, what advice would you have for them? I think do it for the right reasons like I think now a lot of people I see kind of start and kind of fall off because they're like they don't really love it they kind of just do it because they might want free stuff or like they might want the lifestyle of like being your own boss and stuff but like do it because you actually enjoy the content and you like what you're sharing and you believe it um like me and my blog I started because I loved fashion and that's why I done it and then I gravitated to Instagram so I think doing it for the right reasons being yourself be consistent even when you don't see reward straight away it's all about looking at the bigger picture and looking like really down the line you have to have that faith in yourself because it's not an overnight success for most people like um yeah just stick with it if it's something you really love and just don't listen to what people say because they're irrelevant in your life love <laughs> yeah consistency is definitely the big challenge when yeah. you start out because you're not mm-hmm. getting the dopamine hit of like twenty thousand likes no, on your photo no, 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 no. but it comes with time if you keep at it yeah exactly what has been the most important lesson for you in 2023 so far maybe that i'm much stronger than i than i thought i was i think i grew up like very shy and like kind of like i felt 
I'm very emotional, I'm a very vulnerable person. I always kind of seen that as a weakness, but I think that now that's my strength and I think I've really learned that and like that's not a bad thing. Like just because you're someone who maybe cries and like feels vulnerable and very open with their emotions doesn't make you not strong, that actually makes you strong. So I think knowing that I'm stronger than I think was my biggest wake up call. And I think that like this year has changed me so much as a person and made me see things so differently. And um, yeah, it's just been a, a, a bad year, but a, a good year for growing, I think as well. Mm. Yeah. And what's next on the cards for you? Ooh, okay. So I have a very exciting project coming up very soon. Oh, is it right? Yeah, project. I can't say much about it, but um, that will be June or July. And then more live shows. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm kind of focusing on the ne- just the next couple of months because that's quite a big thing. Um, and then I'd like to start my own brand as well soon. Um, hopefully in the next year or so as well. We were actually meant to do something this year, but it just didn't work out time-wise. I was like, do you know what? I don't want to put something out that's my name fully that I don't 100% like back. Um, especially being an influencer, you're going to get scrutinised with everything you do. Mm. So it just wasn't the right time. And even though we were working on it for like eight months, but... It just wasn't right. So next summer, hopefully. Is it going to be clothes, makeup? Mm, Can you reveal? <laughs> one, of, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. So yeah. it is one of them. Yes. <laughs> Charlene, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you it for has just me. been so great to have you. I was so excited to get you on this pod. And thank you so much for your honesty and for your great answers. If you thank guys you. enjoyed this episode, please do give it a like, a five star rating, share it with your friends and be sure to follow along for next week's episode every Monday at 8 a.m. Thank you so much. Thank you.